game day. Uh, welcome everybody to the podcast. We've got Logan McDonald on the podcast this week. Uh, he's one of the talents, the country's best young talents, uh, coming out of Perth Football Club in the Waffle. Now, wherever you're listening, guys, make sure to subscribe because we've got some great draft interviews coming up. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to Ponch to give Logan a bit of an introduction. Yep. So as you said, uh, he plays for the Perth Demons in the Waffle, coming second in the league for Golking this year. He's also earned himself a spot in the Waffle Team of the Year and touted as a top three draft pick this year. He stands at about 196 centimetres tall and has been labelled a generation power forward. We didn't actually brief him on this, but we get people to say hello game day when they come on. So just give us a hello game day. Hello game day. There we go. We're on. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Logan, I'm going to kick us off, mate. Um, first of all, I just wanted to ask, you've, um, you've just told us you've come back from the gym. What's your program looking like at the moment? Because I remember Ponch was living with two-metre Peter Wright um, on the Gold Coast. And I remember he used to come home and just say, oh, they just, they just can't stop feeding me. They just fed him like whatever they could get their hands on. So what, are, they, are, they, are, they, are they feeding you yet? Or? Yeah, it's um, pretty heavy at the moment. But um, I just had my first running session today. So I'm pretty much been told to uh, have a good break. Um, after I guess it was, although I only played 11 games, it, um, my body was pretty drained by the end of it, um, just for the length of preseason. So yeah, I only just starting to get back in my running now, but I've been um, in the gym four times a week and um, getting smashed in there at the moment. And um, hopefully that helps and um, puts me in a good uh, place to play around one potentially. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That would be awesome, man. So um, you know, you've you've expressed a little bit of interest. In, in Collingwood already. I just wanted to sort of get for all of the people who are listening to this, just a bit of um, sort of context as to why you were expressing interest in the Pies. Uh, I just sort of always gone for Collingwood as a kid. I think, I think um, every kid, I guess, in their backyard has always dreamed to play uh, for the club they play for, but um, I'm happy to go anywhere. Uh, I guess, yeah, like I said, I've dreamed about playing for Collingwood for a long time, but at the end of the day, um, I want to play for whoever gives me that opportunity and I'll be looking to repay the faith for as long as I can. Um, yeah, so no real alliance there, but um, I guess if it does happen, um, it'd be a dream come true. Absolutely. And I'm seeing a few things coming out that Collingwood are actually trading upwards to get a higher pick in the draft. And if they were to land you at, if they, if they did get North Melbourne's pick number two, um, That'd be a pretty good result for you, considering that you're, you've gone for them your whole life. But also North Melbourne have just lost Ben Brown as well. Adelaide, Adelaide might be looking for a key forward. So you must be, you know, your head must be all over the place in terms of where you might go. Um, yeah, I guess it's pretty exciting. I guess not really knowing where you're going and still plenty to play out. Um, so, yeah, I, I've gone just about through every scenario in my head and where I'm going to be playing. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for draft day to see um, if that if that does eventuate to see where I uh, am going to be um, spending, I guess, the most of my life. Um, yeah. Well, that's the plan anyway. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's really exciting time at the moment for me and my family. Absolutely, man. Now, I, um, I'm i sure you've been speaking to recruiters already, but you're about to speak to another one right here <laughs> because I've got my questions prepped. Um, and I want to uh, just sort of test your character, see how you think on your feet a little bit, and then I'll let you know if I draft you at the end of it, okay? Uh, yeah. Okay. So if you had to change your name to a girl's name, which one would you choose and why? Jeez. Um, I'll say Demi because 
mum said if I was a girl, that was going to be my name. So there you go. Got to keep the old lady happy. That's for sure, yeah. mate. Now, if you could go out for dinner, drinks, and a long conversation with anybody in the world, who would it be? LeBron James. Great question. Great question. Now, I'm going to give you a few pretty easy sort of trivia questions now. You should be able to know it. Addis Ababa is the capital city of which country? Chad. Oh, that's actually close. I was not expecting you to get near it, but it's, it's um, Ethiopia. <laughs> oh, in the vicinity. Okay. Ash- Ashgabat is the capital city of which country? Uganda. Oh, not even the city. That one was Turkmenistan. You should know the oh. capital city of Turkmenistan. Didn't know that was a place. <laughs> now, what's the capital city of Egypt? Oh... Cairo? Yes. Yes. You've redeemed yourself there. Now, I've, um, I've actually got to share something with you here. Uh, we've got one of our good friends from the podcast, Benny Crocker. Now, he's shared us a question of his own because we, we all know he's a, he's a larger-than-life character. So I'm just going to share this with you for a second. G'day, Logan. Boys, um, reckon you could be going number one pick. So I've got my... Um, Recruit a question for you. So, if you um had to lose one body part, um, which body part would you lose? I know. Um, personally, I'd lose a leg because um I've got three anyway. <laughs> um, I'd probably lose. Jeez, are we just like limbs only here? No, nah, yeah. any body part whatsoever. Well, I'd lose a toe because. Wouldn't do much if I lost my little toe. Little toe. Yeah. I think that might throw you off balance a little bit. <laughs> Better than losing a foot. That's, that's for sure. Um, all right. So the next question that I've got for you is, what is something unusual that you're interested in? Uh, unusual. Any strange hobbies or interests? I won't say anything unusual. I just am a big sports nuffy. So anything with sport. Um, I watch on TV from golf to darts to NFL. That's unusual yeah. enough for me. <laughs> now, if you were given a one-minute slot at the Super Bowl, which sounds like you would love by the sounds of things, you had to fill it with something, what would you say or do or what would you advertise to the whole world? Probably just give a big motivational speech. Wow. Yeah. Can, we, can we have a little rendition? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I just try to get everyone revved up for the second half and just build up the um, atmosphere in the stadium. Absolutely. What an experience that would be. (laughs) Now, do you believe in aliens? And if so, yes. Why or why not? Uh, I'm going to say no, because if there were, then why haven't we found them yet? That's probably... That's the question on everyone's lips, brother, down at Area 51 in, in uh, Nevada. <laughs> now, if you were king of the world for one day, what would you do and why? King of the world. Oh, I don't know. Just live it up, do. probably. Just live it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you just, yeah, I don't know. I don't think you could do too much in one day as in changing the, the, the way the world runs, but I'd probably just live it up and... Thank That's absolutely fair enough. That's absolutely fair enough. Maybe go for a, for a cruise on a yacht 
around the Bahamas or something. <laughs> now, I've got two more questions for you. If you could go back in time for one period, where would you go for a day and why? Um, probably just go back to school, to be honest. I've only been out of school for one year and uh, I already miss it. Uh, probably the best part of my best, um, part of your life. And um, yeah, it was really good fun with mates and everything. And um, I love the school that I went to. And um, yeah, I'd probably just go back there for a day. Well, mate, that must have been a pretty good school because you could have gone back and seen how the pyramids were built or you could have... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it that school? Fair enough. Must have been a bloody good school. Now, do you have a favourite conspiracy theory if you're into that sort of stuff? And if so, what is it and why? I'm just saying, oh, my economics teacher at school is big on this, that global warming isn't true. It's a cycle. Wow. So I've heard that, that one. into us a lot in economics. Mm. Um, so I'd like to think I got that conspiracy theory down pat. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably say that. I've actually heard that one. And it sounds like it's definitely something that an economics teacher would be, would be pushing. Mm. Now, I'm going to give it over to Ponch because he's got some more fair income questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I we'll draft you, by the way, Logan. Thank you. In a heartbeat. <laughs> um, the, I just saw this... Thanks for coming on again and I'll do some more general questions and just basically you're going to be new to the scene and this could be the first time anyone kind of gets to know who you are as a bloke. So I was just going to genuinely ask just a bit about you and hopefully there'll be some fans out there that you're probably playing for their team. So they'll get a bit out of this. But So start off with like where you, where you grew up and we with brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, so I've got a twin brother. Um, and also another younger brother who's two years younger than me. So I'm the oldest of the lot. And uh, I actually moved around a bit. So I was born in Dunsborough, which is a place two hours south of Perth on the coast. And then um, when I wasn't very old, I reckon I was in kindy. I uh, moved over to country town um, in Victoria called Sea Lake in the Mallee there. And um, lived there for three years before coming back home. And we lived in a place 10 hours north of Perth, again on the coast called Carnarvon. Um, lived there for five years before uh, making the move down to Perth in start of 2014. So uh, me and my brothers could um, attend high school here in Perth, and uh, one of the better best moves my uh, my family made. I made a lot of sacrifices to give my, me and my brothers um, a lot of opportunities, whether that through be through sports and academics or arts or um, whatever. Um, definitely opened a lot, a lot of doors for us. And obviously, I guess the question would be on everyone's mind after hearing you've got a twin brother. Is he doing footy as well like you are? Or did he give it a crack or is he doing other sports or what's he into? Um, yeah, he gave it a crack. Dad always dragged him down and made him do something. But he, he hates um, playing footy and pretty much every sport, to be honest. Um, he likes watching footy. That's about it. That's as far as you can get him. But yeah, he's always hated it. Um, that's the way he is. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's it. Very interesting uh, to come out of that one. And where did you first get introduced with AFL and where did you find your love? Was it when you moved down to Victoria or was it always kind of just in the family? Yeah, it's always been in the family. I was um, playing in Dunsborough before we moved to um, Sea Lake um, in Victoria there. So, um, yeah, it's always been in the family and I've always had a ball in my hand from as long as I can remember. And um, my parents always say that I was always running around a ball as well. So... Uh, yeah, I think it was something that was just natural and I was always going to play sport some, in some capacity. Um, I loved my cricket as well growing up and 
took up basketball as well towards um, the end there as well. So um, I loved all sports and I still do now and watch most of them, to be honest. And have you always been a big rooster during through juniors or is that something that kind of happened late and you just one of those that kind of peaked at the right time? Yeah, I was always a um, junior midfielder, uh, midfielder throughout juniors and um, in, I guess the early rep teams, I was a midfielder as well. And then I got to about year nine, year 10, where I was about 15, um, 15, 16, and um, went down to Perth Development Squads and had a bit of a growth spurt. Um, and we didn't really have many tolls and needed a forward. And I got chucked there. I guess it just stuck from there, I guess. But I like to think that um, I still got the capacity to play midfield or even down back um, if need be. So, um, yeah, I think that's definitely helped my development of football, being able to play those different roles. And um, I think I'm only sort of just starting to get a bit of confidence and I guess understanding uh, in my body and knowing how to play. And I guess it's a bit weird all of a sudden. You don't really feel too tall and then all of a sudden you shoot up and everyone's telling you how tall you are, but um, you don't feel different at all. So um, it's a bit strange, but um, yeah, hopefully I got a few more centimetres still in me. Absolutely. And it uh, definitely helps if you've got a bit of, bit of versatility behind you. Mm. And now before games, do you love a bit of riffraff for the boys or are you kind of the calm, quiet one in the corner? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I like to keep it pretty calm and chill and relaxed. And um, whenever like, we do our, our bumps or tackles or whatever with each other, I guess, to get each other revved up, I always just go to the toilet and say, oh, I hate that before <laughs> the game. So, um, yeah, I like getting revved up and stuff, but all that sort of stuff, yeah. Don't like it at all. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think everyone, each their own. Absolutely. And then has there been a player that you idolise, uh, idolise your game off? Yeah, I idolise um, forever and I still do. Scott Penderbury and I think like, I like to play like him still, even though I'm a forward. But um, I've definitely over the last couple of years, I, I always loved watching Nick Rewalt and I uh, definitely tried to play like him a lot and um, even over the last 12 months or so I've loved watching the King brothers and um, Jack Lacoches as well even though he's down back but just the way they move and um, the way they use the ball I guess for someone of that size is pretty exciting and pretty eye-catching and um, that they're two boys uh, I guess three three boys that I like to see myself in a similar position um, in the next two or three years. Absolutely. And as a Sun supporter, I would absolutely love to see you slip to number five. Mm-hmm. But by all accounts, I don't think that's going to happen. But I can have my fingers crossed now. How did coronavirus affect the waffle season? And what did you find yourself doing during that extended period of time off? Yeah, I was pretty cut like most people, um, I guess. At the start, we were supposed to have our first practice game um, that Friday night when everything got cut and cancelled. Um, on the Friday in that day so um, we pretty much got told to stay away and got told that the season's been delayed potentially or potentially wasn't going to restart so um, you immediately think the worst and um, you're a bit down but um, I like to think that period really set me up for to have a solid season. Um, I got my hands on Josh Kennedy's running program and forward craft program and I was doing that every second day and one of my good mates, Regan Clark, lives just around the corner from me. Um, we were doing running and he's a very good runner and I was just on his back the whole day and I really saw it as a chance for me to get better um, than the people around me. And um, yeah, like I said, I think it set me up to have a strong season and put me in the position that I am at the moment. And is there anything that, that was like new that you learnt in the 
and Josh Kennedy's program was like something with your craft because I've found myself at a lot of times as you kind of go through footy, there's always little bits and pieces or hand movements or the way you move around a contest that you can kind of better yourself in. So is there anything you picked up with that? Yeah, definitely. Just like little things like the way he did his running. So instead of doing his running around and over or a track, he did it um, like he was doing his running patterns. So you say he's running 150 metres, he'd do it like, through the oval, like he, um, he's, how his running patterns would be in the game instead of just around the oval. So just things like that. I guess that just you don't really think about it at the time, but uh, probably real, really handy um, when it comes around to game time. Absolutely. And now besides obviously Moose's grilling from before, have you had any intense, funny or interesting run-ins with recruiters uh, during your sit-downs? No, to be honest, I actually haven't had too many. I don't know if it's because they've been over Zoom or whatnot, but... Um, yeah, I've actually been pretty fortunate not to have too many curly ones. I've heard some stories from some of my mates from previous years getting some weird ones trying to having to sell pens to people and things like that. But, um, yeah, I actually haven't had too many weird ones and I've been pretty lucky. Guys. Fair enough. It's actually – I can't remember if I've told this one on the podcast, but I found myself when I spoke – I only spoke to a couple of clubs, but I found myself with the Sydney recruiters. I ended up twerking in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is rogue um but Tell the story <laughs> well basically a long story short um there was a day that clive palmer was um oh, like they were doing the election or for you know they were doing the votes and i hadn't voted and they asked me about it and it was pretty like chill um so i just said uh, clive palmer because he could twerk and the guys are just like what's a twerk i'm like you know like the blurred lines miley cyrus that kind of thing they're like ah, nah. <laughs> i'm standing i'm like you don't actually want me to, you don't want me to twerk. No, like, yeah, no, I get up and I'm like, fuck, I'm just fucking pretty much bend, bending over this like table, yeah. shaking my ass, and they're all taking the piss out of me because they knew exactly what it was. So that was a fucking embarrassing one. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, one of the more embarrassing probably stories. But um, moving on to another question. Um, you said that, well, Moose asked if there was any, sort of any interesting kind of hobbies outside of, um, footy, but I was just looking at your, just your main kind of hobbies and focuses, like what you kind of do in your downtime outside of footy. Yeah, well, I was pretty fortunate. I think it was probably one of the better decisions I made. I guess to do uni this year full-time. So that kept me on my feet a lot. And um, just had my last exam today. So pretty relieved to have that all done and can look forward, I guess, to the exciting four weeks ahead. And um, yeah, I think that was really important. So I wasn't thinking about footy all the time. So um, that's something I'll probably look to continue um, if I do get drafted. Um, finance and property management. So that's been um, pretty tough, uh, but at the same time, I really enjoy it. And like I said, it's been a good outlet for me and, um, yeah, a uh, really good decision um, and something that I'll look to continue going forward. And then my last question, and we kind of touched on it before, but with the indicative draft order as it is today, Fremantle have got pick 12. Now, things can change, but it is very likely that you probably won't be staying at home. So how do you go outside of, you know, without the parents? How do you reckon you go in the kitchen? And how do you reckon you go moving away from home? Um, yeah, it shouldn't be too much of a drama. I think, like I said, I just want that opportunity to play AFL. Um, and I look to repay the faith that a team takes in me. But... Um, yeah, I guess it's not really looking likely with the two teams out of 18 with me staying home. And uh, I guess over the last four months, I've really taken the initiative to, I guess, get better at those things, the weather I have to move out. So uh, I've been cooking a lot more regularly and 
doing a lot more washing and things like that and cleaning. But, um, yeah, I guess I wouldn't say it's my forte, but um, I just think I'm not too bad at cook. All the other stuff I'm no good at. What's your go-to meal? Have you got anything that's just an absolute staple that'll get yeah, you Yeah, chicken stir-fry is just my go-to every time. Yeah, that's an absolute that's an absolute winner. When <laughs> I first moved out of home, that's it. You're going to do way better than me because all I did was get... Wash cold, dishes. Cold, <laughs> I got Coles Brands pizzas and I burnt them. Every second fucking pizza I put in the oven, I burnt because we were playing FIFA. I didn't even know how to use a washing machine. So you're far ahead of me when I moved out of home, mate. So you'll be good. But that's pretty much all for me. So... Thanks so much for coming on, mate. And honestly, we're so keen to see how you go in the years to come and all the best. I really hope you go to, uh, well, I hope you go to Collingwood, but I hope you go to a club that you love and play some good footy at. Thank you. No worries, guys. I was going to say as well, Logan, if you could give a few shout-outs to some of the boys that you've played with, either for, for the Waffle or for Australia, who do you reckon are the best um, players that you've played with or against in terms of the, the guys coming up for the draft this year? Um, I'll be a bit WA biased, but Denver's pretty good. Uh, he's a very good player. I'm Denver going to Brash. And then I played with Nathan O'Driscoll since I was 15 and um, watched him every week um, have 35 possessions and played some really good footy this year at the league level as well. And then blokes like Joel Weston that have taken the next step over the last 12 months. But uh, looking across Australia, I think Elijah Holland's probably the big one he only played with him, I guess, for Australia and then on grand final day and um, he dominated both times and um, he was probably someone that really stood out to me. Yeah, well, I think uh, we might be having him on the podcast next week. So, um, yeah, he, he looks like an absolute gun as well, even though he's hurt his knee. But anyways, mate, thank you so much from my end as well. We really appreciate it and absolute best of luck on the draft night and uh, we'll be watching you very closely. No worries, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.